0: Most of you will remember uh, when the Canadian government joined many other governments around the world in grounding uh, Boeing 737 MAX aircrafts after two fatal crashes, uh, you you know, last year. Um, At the time, uh, we heard from Transport Canada uh, that they had identified safety risks Uh, with the jet that made them concerned that it it shouldn't be allowed to fly in Canadian skies until uh, until those were addressed. Uh, So Transport Canada, according to the Star Today, was among 33 regulators from around the globe that took part in a day-long session hosted by the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration in Fort Worth, Texas to share information on evaluating changes to the Boeing 737 MAX design, including software changes, that will get it back into surface. Uh, the the seven thirty seven Max is operated in Canada by WestJet, Air Canada, and Sunwing. Uh, joining us to talk about this sort of latest development and the prospect of these jets returning to our skies is AM uh, the uh, six forty Toronto's aviation expert Jock Williams. Jock, welcome uh, to the program.
1: Thank you, Ed. Happy to be here.
0: Um. So so there's a big meeting internationally yesterday to talk about. Uh, about the the fixes that have been implemented, it, yeah. uh, what's your take on that?
1: Well, my take on it is that it's window dressing. I, I don't know whether you've ever heard the old uh, psychologist uh, question that they would ask, which was, when did you stop beating your sister? <laughs> right. Yes, I have, yeah. And the trick is, there's no answer to that, it isn't going to get you in trouble. Well, there was nothing wrong with the Max 8 or Max 9 series of 737 aircraft in the first place. And so in order to unground them, how can they possibly show that they fixed the problem? You understand what I mean?
0: I do. I do. And maybe around. you could uh, unpack that for our listeners a little bit. I mean, after these two crashes, which could just be a coincidence, but, you know, Transport Canada and others, there was a sense of the time we spoke, I think, the day that it was announced yeah, uh, yeah. that it was grounded. Uh, but, you know, there was a sense that it could be that they just wanted to be seen to be doing something. But Tra- Transport Canada had seemed to say that they had gotten information leading them to believe that there might be a software problem and i was seeing other news reports of that y- you don't believe that that's actually the case now or
1: i my belief is that there was nothing wrong with the aircraft in the first place there may have been a slight discrepancy with the training of the two aircrew mm-hmm. that uh, that perished doing the wrong thing the sad news is that the media gives about a minute to a story like this. And so what it says is the pilots did the right thing and makes it a mystery. How could the plane have crashed? In reality, they did the right thing. And a few seconds later, they did exactly the wrong thing. But no one goes on to tell that part of the story. <laughs> they turned off the system. That would have saved their lives. They could have handled the aircraft. But when they turned it back on, they gave it another chance to create a problem, and then they turned it off and on again and gave it one more chance. The, the, I guess the system is based on giving, giving the airplane 10 different right. chances to fix its problem. But the trick is, when you regain control of an aircraft, you leave it alone. And these guys, unfortunately, didn't understand that and went to their deaths working. The picture of a guy sitting in the left-hand seat with the aircraft operating instructions, a 600-page or so manual, frantically leafing through, trying to to find the answer. You're supposed to know this stuff off by heart, and believe me, well-trained pilots do. It's only a few things you have to know off by heart, but you really have to know them. I mean, is there
0: a, um, a possibility, and this this is off the track of what Transport Canada or, or any other, but I mean, shouldn't there be, especially for big commercial carriers who are who are carrying you know fair-paying passengers... Uh, like just more rigorous standards for pilot training so that we don't see situations like that?
1: Well, there are very rigorous standards, and in Canada and the United States and Great Britain and France and Germany, those standards are met, but it's quite apparent that they weren't met in Ethiopia. The the pilot in the right-hand seat of that aircraft, the co-pilot for lack of a better term, although I think you should call him an apprentice, had something less than 300 hours total flying time. Mm. You wouldn't get into the right-hand seat of a major airliner in Canada with anything less than 1,500, and usually you'd have to have a couple thousand, and you'd get rigorous training to make sure that you were really well qualified on the plane that you're now flying. I used to think that those rules were a little silly, really, <laughs> you know, with right. an infinite number of bananas, you could teach a monkey to fly. But the truth of the matter is, I guess, if we want to be pretty sure the pilots are good, maybe we need to demand a 1,000 hours or 1,500, 200, obviously, 300 is not enough. But the problem is we don't get to write the rules for the other nations that are operating these planes. You notice that one of the aircraft was dropped in the water by Mali, and the other went onto the land by Ethiopia. And I'm suggesting, and I know this is not politically correct, I'm suggesting that the pilots were ill trained, and they proved it by their actions.
0: All right. Um, now, Transport Canada says it's going to conduct its own review of design changes sure. before it approves uh, it returning to Canadian skies. Do you expect anything? from that review like not
1: what? not particularly but i think it's incumbent upon transport canada to show that it's being extremely careful we have if stationed in ottawa we have a number probably by now about twenty really excellent test pilots who will go and test that aircraft they'll test both the aircraft and the simulators that represent the aircraft in most training and they will decide whether what's been changed meets the standard what they won't decide is whether that standard needed to be used in this instance, but but that's okay. These guys are excellent, highly trained professionals. They will check it out, and that way Canada is showing that it's conscientious in carrying out its responsibilities. I don't argue with them doing this. I argued with them grounding the airplane in the first place.
0: All right. Uh, so we'll we'll continue to watch and see how that works. Uh, John, Jock Williams, thanks for uh, giving us uh, your your expertise on this subject
1: always a pleasure